Boys, how are you? Wonderful. Glad to be here with you, fellas. I'm glad to be here with you guys, too. And um, I have a question for you. Okay. Let's say that Dan, name is Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I would agree. I've always thought Dan looked like a Jimbo. <laughs> You know, now you think about it, you do look like a Jimbo. Huh. Okay. I, I don't know how to take that. Well, you know, let's say Dan is Jimbo Fisher. We are all best friends here. Dan just lost his job. But he's getting a $76 million buyout. So when you call your friend who just got a $76 million buyout, but lost his job in basically embarrassing fashion mid-season, like just did not do any, didn't meet any expectations, but he's got $76 million coming to him. Do you call him sad? You say, oh man, dude, we'll get him next time, dude. Like those people don't know what they're talking about. Or do you say something like, I don't know, like you want to go to Cancun? (laughs) <laughs> like, I, like, what do you do in that situation uh, uh, that's a great question um you know these these football coaches like we followed the sport long enough especially in college football like these football coaches are psychotic enough that like he's jimbo is probably upset because he just wants to compete yeah and yeah. he just wants to be a sleazeball and be a coach and pay college, pay high school kids to come play for his football team. So like you probably with, with these guys knowing how competitive they are, you probably have to take the sorry, man approach, even though that is absolutely ridiculous. He just hit the Powerball. He hit the Powerball. <laughs> yeah. And what's even more awkward is like, he had a good day at work over the weekend. <laughs> they won. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, they won in impressive fashion. That's the missing. <laughs> that's the missing piece of key information there. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, they won and fired him. <laughs> like maybe you go, all right, we'll put it off another week. We'll wait till he loses again. Yeah, but no, you have a good day at work. So the sympathy card's even a little bit. I don't know. It's even tougher when you're like, listen. <laughs> I know you had a good day of of work over the weekend, but I uh, I'm sorry. I guess, even though you've just received the largest buyout in college football history. Um, yeah, hard to pull the sympathy card for anybody. But Chris, you're, you're right. You're right. These guys are psychopaths. And you kind of probably do need to feel that way. Because um, it'll happen to the next guy and the next guy. And they're a little little too much into it sometimes. He's not, yeah, he's not going to ride into the sunset. He's like, where where can I go coach again? Even though, yeah, he he and his family and his family's future families for generations really don't have to work. Like they're they're good. He's gonna go get another job. It's ridiculous. Right. Like the like the the buyout doesn't include what he's already been paid. Right up to this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. So he's <laughs> yeah yeah across like and he's been a head coach at other places that have paid him a shit ton of money. Like this guy's rich and now he's richer. Dan, you should have you should have been Jimbo. 
Should have been Jimbo. Well, I got my Halloween costume ready for next year. I'm uh, just waiting on what hat to put on. That's all. I love, I love it. <laughs> the headset. Yeah. Just buy a hat. God. Uh, yeah. I, dude, I, if, if it were one, if, if it were one of you, I would, I would be just at your door, just waiting. I'd be sitting there on the stoop. It's like, where are we going? With luggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With luggage. Ready to go. Just be like, I'm here for you. Now, where are we yeah. going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, where are we going? Like, gas up the private jet. Like, oh, you don't have one? Let's go get one. <laughs> Jimbo. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I thought you were about to say I something. Love it. I was just, yeah. So I, I started thinking about like, you know, when you win the Powerball, people are always like, oh, it's 350 million. But like after taxes, <laughs> do they do they have to take taxes out of a buyout? Like when you're paid by donors to because they just don't want you anymore. Like, hmm. how does that work? I don't know. Probably because of, uh, yeah, because I guess the you're right, though. It's like through donors, but mm-hmm. because it's technically income for him. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Those are, that's a good question. That's that a good is question. Very good is question. it coming in? Is it coming in a lump sum or is it coming yearly? Yeah. Yeah. And then can he do like a Bobby Bonilla <laughs> an thing? Annu- or? Yeah. Can he, can he go with the annuity <laughs> route? <laughs> Lots of questions. We got to get Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo's got yeah. time. Let's get him on the pod. Hey, yeah, let's get him That's on the true. pod. Very true. I like it. <laughs> well, it's what's up. It's the brunch breakdown. DD out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, it is sports brunch, if you couldn't tell already. So if you hate sports, you just, you know, go back and listen to an old episode or we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking Michigan. We've got in-season tournaments going on in the NBA. And uh, we've got this transfer story that Chris brought to my attention on x i was gonna say twitter but it's x now so they, we're gonna someone someone zeded it they didn't tweet it they zeded it it. and we got music we got beer we got uh more it's the brunch breakdown dan let everybody know where they can find us yeah uh, and uh in addition to Zizix, uh, you can find us everywhere that podcasts are available, ladies and gentlemen. Just make sure you hit follow or hit subscribe because we've got new episodes every single week. New episodes every week can come to you, straight to you, if you're hitting follow or subscribe wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Okay? It's that simple. We've got full video episodes as well. Those come out every Wednesday also, uh, but they come out at a certain time. Okay? Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. All you got to do is get to Facebook, get to YouTube, and they will premiere right at that time. But can't make it that time no worries no worries all right on demand anytime you want to watch after that again youtube and facebook speaking speaking of youtube and facebook and zizix and the x we're there we're everywhere facebook x instagram treads thriller tiktok we're all there that's where you're getting the brunch bites right the best the best of the brunch are the brunch bites it's the little leftovers you heat them up zap them in the microwave and that's where they're there and we want to be friends with you on all those places at brunch breakdown Okay, and of course, last but not least, we give you what we're listening to each and every week. We put it into a beautiful, tasty little playlist called The Sounds of Brunch that gets updated every Friday or Saturday or sometimes Sunday on Spotify. (laughs) So find it there. Oh, God. All right. Uh, It's time to get it off our chest. Chris, what's on your mind, sir? Uh, This isn't uh, a new thought, boys. But okay. this is one that bears repeating. Um, referees in every sport 
are just nerds getting in the way of the sport. So I just want to make that very, very clear. Um, this football season, I feel like has just built on the last like four or five football seasons where um, we just have better and better technology and more and more camera angles to find out how actually shitty uh, referees are at their jobs. And uh, most recently, like this season, I- I've seen a lot of former players coming out because like now they can come out and tell people how shitty the refs are. And former players and like the NFL have been very vocal about it. The NFL last week, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like the player safety department put out this video of like ways you are and are not allowed to hit quarterbacks. And like, you just can't, you can't touch them. Apparently can't touch them. I'm sure you guys have seen all the different ways that you can get flagged for breathing on a quarterback. And like, we're we're changing the outcomes of games by letting these nerds get in the way like it's it's unbelievable the the, the amount especially now with like the amount of money people are betting on games like we gotta do better people always say do better okay what do you do how do you fix it i think the way to fix it is to have less of them on the field okay Less of them on the field to let the players play the damn game. There's like 11 on defense, 11 on offense, and then there's 11 officials. Do we need a guy to watch like the left part of the offensive line and that only all game so he can find all the holding calls? I don't think we need that. I really don't think we need that. I don't think we need seven officials in the secondary to see if a guy's jersey got tugged. Okay. I don't think we need that. I think we can like let players play the game have half the officials just so they can spot the ball, start the clock, stop the clock, do whatever, you know, logistics we need and let them play football. Okay. I'm un- I just guys, I didn't play football growing up. You know why? I was a nerd. Okay. And I've stayed away from the football field ever since I was in marching band. And you know what? They didn't let us on the field while they were actually playing football because we didn't deserve to be there. But I feel like now we just have a bunch of marching band kids on the field trying to get their shots, and I've had enough of it. Uh, I want fewer referees, fewer officials, more good old good old fashioned football. And I thank you for your time. That's amazing. It's well said. In fact, I heard on a broadcast over the weekend a commentator said, "I think he's getting flagged for playing football here." <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly what it was. It is. It's getting. It is. It's getting out of control. Um, you would think with technology, things would get better, but it makes it glaringly worse when the calls are wrong, and how much they affect outcome of games. And it's increasingly frustrating. And we're nowhere near like where we are in baseball, where they're like robot up, robot umps are coming. Mm-hmm. They're coming. It's a matter of time. But in football, we how do we how do we fix that? I, I like your theory. Take more away and just let them have it. Let them have at it. Let it go. Yeah, I mean, half the officials like they're. I mean, the the vast majority of them in the NFL aren't even full time. They like go teach during the week. Which right stick stick to that. Just keep teaching. Stay away from the football field. Do us all a favor. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. You know, the sad part is I think we are closer to getting more referees on the Ugh. field. 
than yeah. we are to have less of them. And yeah, I mean, they... I, I hate to be depressing. I, I agree with everything you're saying, Chris, but I'm just saying with the amount of gambling that is happening and it's just on every sport, like the, the NFL might as well have like, you know, FanDuel inside the logo somewhere. Like it's ridiculous. There's so much gambling going on. And that's why I think like we're, we're closer to getting more replays and more officials on the field to make sure that everyone's bets are correct than we are to get less of it, which sucks. Yeah. You're probably right. It's a good point. Yeah. But, so ugh. games are going to be six hours long soon. Hate it. Yeah. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Well, this is why I love the brunch breakdown so much is, you know, we start with the cold open. We call it the cold open every week because Chris and I have no idea how it will start. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is great because my get it off your chest segment has to do with apparently who I'm supposed to be. And that's Jimbo Fisher. Hey, um, <laughs> des- the destiny, Dan, destined to be. It, it is. It apparently is. Um, like we mentioned, $76 million uh, buyout be- for being fired midseason by Texas A&M um, with multiple years left on his deal. Uh, I want to shout out ESPN uh, as my source here. It came out with this article of things that you could buy with Jimbo Fisher's $76 million uh, payout. Uh, you could buy 10 uh pagani sports cars which is apparently the most expensive car in the world it goes 230 miles an hour uh i don't need to go back to a chess segment from a couple weeks ago but that's stupid you're not driving that <laughs> literally anywhere stupid but apparently you can buy 10 of them with this amount of money uh you can buy jay-z's private jet dd you ironically mentioned to go buy into private jet 40 mil for jay-z's private jet you got money left in the bank still after Beautiful. buying that okay um, you could pay Leonardo DiCaprio to act in two movies for $30 million. You still got half of it left. Pay Jim, Leo. Jimbo, Jimbo, somebody needs to do a doc, a docu-series <laughs> or a docudrama on Jimbo's life and have Leo be the, the lead. Jimbo's like, Leo, 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 we're going to do a, a movie about myself and I want you to play Jimbo. You're going to play me. You're going to play Jimbo. Leo like, well, is Jimbo. You don't have to pay me. I, I'm ready. He's like, uh, 30 million. Oh, fine. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. We look nothing alike, sir. Um, uh, you like, could Leonardo buy. Leonardo DiCaprio's fought a bear in a movie. I could absolutely see him say, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take on pro football coach. Yeah. Your story oh. needs told, Jimbo. Yeah. And I'll be the guy to do it for 30 million. Um, you could buy two original va- or, or buy an original Van Gogh painting mm. for 70 million dollars you could buy an original van gogh which is wild you could buy a 716 acre private island off the coast of belize for 60 million dollars oh my god <laughs> plenty of room to buy the, to build the, to build a mansion on it too D- can we pause with that one dan <laughs> people in texas are so obsessed with football that like these are just people paying for this this much money for this guy to not coach. They are paying more than a private island's worth of money because <laughs> they just want a different guy coaching their football team. Yes. Unbelievable. Exactly. Uh, and the, the last one that ESPN shared was he could purchase the weekend's 33,000 square foot house in Bel Air. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Jimbo Fisher in the weekend should not be able to afford the same house. <laughs> well, Leo they could shouldn't. come to his parties at the, you know, yeah, yeah. should not, should not be possible. College football is broken as it is, but somehow this guy was able to negotiate this deal where if he sucks as bad as he recently has been, he's getting that much money not to work, not to work. Also, he will still get the full buyout even if he gets another job. Sometimes that's part of the contract where if you get another job within a certain amount of period of time, he managed to negotiate where if he gets another job, he gets the full buyout anyways. What is wrong with these people? Exactly like you said, Chris, especially in Texas that they're willing to throw all of this at this man. People getting paid after doing a shitty job is like the dumbest thing we do as human beings. It makes no sense that this just goes on in this industry. Meanwhile, our tax percentage is going up next year <laughs> and we all get to, you know, pay more to the IRS. I'm sure Jimbo will have to, too. But I don't get to get paid more to leave my job because I suck at it. And I don't. But it would be nice for them to be like, you know, we'll continue paying you. Make sure you're taken care of because we invested that much. We believed in you that much from the beginning. That's our bad. That's our bad. That's not your bad. That's our bad. You know what I mean? We waste so much money on useless people. It's only going to get worse. I mean, Jimbo, (laughs) again, feel free to come on. Join the podcast. Tell your story. Let Leo tell your story. But. It's maddening. It's maddening out there, people. And the weekend in Jimbo Fisher should not be neighbors anywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. That's why I had to get off my chest. <laughs> God, I love it. I, dude, I saw that it was last night or this morning, whatever it was. And I was like, damn, what a life. <laughs> what a life. And he'll dude. be coaching. He'll be coaching somewhere else in February. 100%. He'll be coaching somewhere else in February and making more on top of all of that. So you got to tip your hat to him to negotiate him and his team for that deal. Mind blowing. It's incredible. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got to get this off my chest. Um, is it fun to be a Penn State fan? <laughs> <laughs> and this is a serious question. Like you guys are laughing, but this is a serious question that I have. Because I really uh, want to know, because I'll tell you, we have one that's very close in our lives. It goes to all Penn State games and all these things. Slosh, I'll see you. And I'll tell you, man, it sure as hell looks like fun. But then at the end of the game, of the big game, <laughs> excuse me, it never goes their way. Ever. Mm-hmm. Like in my lifetime, all I can ever think of is Penn State getting playing a big game, getting to a big game, being on the cover of like Sports Illustrated, like back when that mattered, and just never really getting to the pinnacle, never getting to the top of it. Just them. And I and I just want, is it just fun? Because like, dude, James Franklin, he's going to get eight, he's gonna get you eight to ten every season. They're going to always be like nine and three or ten and two. Always. It's happening always. And I'm like, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. You know, (laughs) like he's never leaving unless they throw him out of there. And everyone seems to be having a good time. So why would you throw him out of there? I just, I don't know. Penn State fans of the world. Is it fun being you? I just really want to know. Is it fun to just be 
to be like, yo, I got something to cheer for every Saturday. Or are you like, I hate every second of this? I just, I just wonder. That's all. Dude, I like basically said the same thing to Katie <laughs> while that game was going on because <laughs> my wife went to Wisconsin. So she's, you know, oh, tied she gets in. It? Yeah. Well, she does. Right. Yeah, she does. And like, um, I think because they showed the James Franklin stat, he's like one in 12 against the top five teams at yeah. Penn state. And like, I was like, do you understand? Like the, of the 12, like those are all 12 losses to Ohio state and Michigan. Like they just, they win every game every year, except for when they play Ohio state, and Michigan. Like, so that's why I said, it. I was like, it has to like, it, this cannot be, like you have got to be unbelievably frustrated at some point as a Penn state fan to be like good, but never great, like good, but never great. And the one year that they won the big 10, I think they like, there was like a weird, like blocked field goal is the way they, they beat Ohio state. Otherwise they wouldn't have even won that game. Like it was like, I I don't know. It's gotta be, it's gotta be frustrating. What I give, what I trade my team's success for theirs. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. I would sign up for 10 and two every year. So like, you know, we're going with fan credentials. Cannot, cannot compete. Okay. Cannot compete. But like, that's gotta be a frustrating position to be in. Yeah. Can't compete, but uh, somehow Chris, our team has more wins over top five AP schools in far less attempts. That is, that is very true. That (laughs) is very true, Dan. We say uh, that (laughs) we, we did beat a top 10 team this year, Penn state. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I wonder the same thing that do you, how much, how much can you get your hopes up every time they go into playing a top five team, a Michigan and Ohio state, how many times do you have to lose before you're like, you know what? I don't think we're going to win today. I don't think we're actually <laughs> going to do it. I like, I'm going to go into it with low hopes and I don't think they ever do. I think that's the problem too, is that they go into it thinking they're going to win every time, especially at home. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially at home. They're like, we got them. We got them at home this year. No, it's always it's just constantly a no. They're just satisfied with going to the Rose Bowl, which they can't go to this year, by the way, because that's part of the college football playoff. So that won't be the same story. So f- enjoy the sugar bowl or whatever. Um, but most teams, like you said, Chris, would take that success. That consistent success, but just to never get over the hump. When you have a team that that is that good, and you can't get over the hump, how many times do you but you do you lose before you say something drastic does have to change? Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what? Jimbo Fisher's available. Maybe he's available. <laughs> he's what? Big game, Jimbo. <laughs> Dude, James Franklin is eighty six and thirty seven. Yeah, that's eighty six and thirty seven. That is wild. Like, what are we supposed to do with that in? 15 years when they've done the same thing and Jimbo's now like approaching like status of like wins of some of the all-time greats and you're like I was there what yeah. are we doing here right I, yeah. I am I don't know um yeah it, it's just very weird for like such a big program and I and you mentioned Wisconsin and I didn't even think about that but yeah they're like the same thing or at least were yeah basically on the-, the same thing on the other side of the Big Ten, the difference for them is they would always win their division. They would just lose in yeah. the championship game. But right. like the arc for Penn State is weird too because they always schedule like no, like five nobodies. 
right? So they're always start the season seven oh eight and oh nine and oh, and then it comes the time at the end of the season, like okay, prove it, and then you never can prove it. The tweet of the day during that game, though, because if you weren't aware, Michigan's coach was not allowed to be at the game. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, the tweet of the day was James Franklin got out coached by a team without its coach. <laughs> Just poetry. Yeah, that's great. And the Big Ten's only going to get tougher, ladies and gentlemen. It's only going to get tougher as more teams move into the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. So there's going to be more top five teams that are Big Ten teams <laughs> on that schedule more regularly. So I don't know. Tough. Tough. Well, that was good off our chest. Now it's time to get some uh, alcohol out here or just some drinks. Because, guys, I'm about to send you a text message of what I drank. And, Dan, you missed this the last time uh on bruise day because you were not here and but i had a shoot at universal studios yesterday and i went to this place we took a bunch of photos there or they took photos of me there and i was drinking these two milkshakes and they're the most amazing milkshakes in the world i just sent you this text messages just right now i need you guys to see them at the same time they're from toothsome chocolate emporium and they yeah yeah wait there's oh my goodness gracious yes it's the the, i don't think you should be able to call that a milkshake oh because it's topped with an actual dish of food (laughs) yes i didn't know i didn't know we were turning bruised day into carnival eats all of a sudden that's (laughs) yeah did dan that's what this is Did Dan submit these as brunch court ideas? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, going over my head with brunch court. This is crazy. I mean, these are these are serious milkshakes. They like explain explain to our uh, our listeners yeah. what exactly. There's an entire birthday cake on top of one of these. What is going on involved here? <laughs> wow. There's a mint chocolate chip milkshake that has after eight mints in it, a bunch of whipped cream, and it is topped off with an ice cream sandwich. A like mint full chocolate chip full ice cream sandwich yeah there you go well yes. done well done chris yeah anybody watching the video can now see yes. what we're talking about yes okay. i love dude absolutely insane tastes incredible this place makes the craziest of everything and that milkshake is wild and then the other one is the confetti milkshake and it is topped with a <laughs> Piece of birthday cake. Sprinkles galore. Tastes like birthday cake. It's incredible. And it's all of it is amazing. And one person I sent that to yesterday asked me, wait, is that like a prop? Is that edible? Yes. That is an actual piece of cake. Everything on that is edible. So how did you attack that, Didi? How did you attack either of these? Did you like drink? Because it looks like the straw is going through the cake. So did you drink it first, then eat the cake? Or did you take the cake off? Like how? Drink it first. You drink some of it first. Then you just start, you know, you just work your way down, you know, and you just got to go for it. Of course, I didn't drink all of them, but it was like I I had parts of both of them and they were very good. 
So uh, I was going to ask because yeah, you, you said two, and I was like, "There's no chance in hell." No, <laughs> you no, I didn't. Both of these no, things. Good lord, I'd have been unbelievably sick. But uh, but yeah, shouts to Universal for a fun day yesterday, and uh, yeah, the uh, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium, pretty damn incredible place. Wow, yeah, shout out. So that's my bruise wow. day today. Amazing, <laughs> Chris. Chris now the is over. What do you got? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I didn't go to a carnival, but uh, I did. <laughs> I did drink a beer yesterday. Uh, what I had is from Fiddlehead Brewing, boys, and it's the Fiddlehead IPA. I got it just because I like the word Fiddlehead. <laughs> okay, it's from Shelburne, Vermont, and um, it just happens. <clears throat> excuse me, it just happens to be like maybe the most bitter and dry. IPA I've ever drank before, um, which Whoa. fit the mood while I watched my football team attempt to play American football yesterday, mm. yesterday. So fiddlehead IPA, uh, shout out to taking some of the edge off of an otherwise horrible football game. Um, and yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's up in the ranks of, of something that I've tasted, uh, can, cannot drink more than one of those. Just gonna put it out there. That's it, okay. Yeah, I like bitter, but really bitter. Remember, like the, the Foster's bitter... commercials, yeah. bitter beer face. Yeah. yeah, nothing like washing down that bitter game with some bitter beverage. I mean, that was. I mean, yeah. You know, wow. Okay, no one was yeah, happy. Well, poured in your. <laughs> well, twenty. Will you anytime anyone anyone anytime anyone loses to Syracuse. Unless Donovan McNabb is a quarterback, you should like I, it's it's the worst thing in the world. Like I don't know what's worse than that. Can I can I tell you? Can I? You don't know this. I'll make it worse. the The quarterback that played mm. for Syracuse, Pitt recruited him as a quarterback. He said, "No, no, no. I'm going to go to Michigan and play tight end." He went to Michigan to play tight end. Didn't play there. So then transferred to Syracuse as a tight end, and is a tight end. But their quarterback was so hurt that their quarterback couldn't play. So we lost to a tight end playing quarterback that we recruited as a quarterback. This is the stupidest season of football of my entire life. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like how people ask me, like, when I stopped really caring about the Cleveland Browns, even though they're having a good season. But when I really stopped caring was when we lost on an untimed down with a one-armed Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yes they lost yeah. on an untimed down from the one yard line matthew stafford snuck it in he had one arm literally separated shoulder shoulders down here down here and he snuck it in they lost i, like, I would have i'm done here i would have killed to lose to one arm matt stafford yesterday yeah <laughs> anyway dan go dan drink. go Oh, so frustrating. Can't explain how it is. Um, <laughs> some loyals will know that one well. Some wayback machine. <laughs> um, well, this is the bruise day of uh, funny names and funny words. We've got sprinkles galore or fiddlehead, and I've got a kerfuffle, boys. Oh, the pumpkin okay. kerfuffle. <laughs> From Prairie. Tis the season, their ker kerfuffle to round it out. Uh, this is actually a sour, uh, brewed with pumpkin pie spice and toasted marshmallow. 
And it is. It's all these beautiful things. Chris, are you with us? Chris is dead. <laughs> there's an orange drink lyric in there, and I just he, off the rails. <laughs> Chris is done. I'm, fucking, I'm crying, dude. I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, so as I try to finish this, tell you about Kerfuffle. Again, it's Chris really good. Those. A lot of pumpkin spice. You get some cinnamon, you get the marshmallow, and it's just a touch sour. It's just the right amount of sour because this is comes in a 12-ounce can. You might be seeing it here. It's a, it's a, it's a little guy. That's because it's an 8.2. Okay. So she goes down a little heavy, but it's, it is it is the season. Love the pumpkin beers. Uh, the pumpkin kerfuffle. Prairie does a really nice job with their sours, uh, and this is one of my favorites. I haven't had one of these in a while. So, uh, Chris, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm good. I'm here. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe there for a second. I know. If nobody's watching the video, please please watch the last three four please. minutes and just watch Chris. Don't even like, listen to what any of us. Else there's like said. seven. There's like seven people in the world that will understand that reference. But man, right. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> but true. It's timely, right? Yeah. I'll have that next time. I have my fiddlehead uh, bitter beer. I'll there listen to go. that song. There you go. Well, that was Brewers Day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. All right, let's get into the main menu of sports breads today. Dan, Michigan cheating, go. Yes, yeah, so that's it's the hot story, hot topic story everywhere, right? We touched on a little bit earlier. Uh, Jim Harbaugh suspended for the time being for three games from the Michigan sideline. Side um, but... Instead of getting into the nitty gritty of really the story and whether or not the suspension is rightful and blah, 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 blah. Guys, basically down to this. Michigan, smarter than everyone else or dumber than everyone else? Because what they did was kind of sneaky genius, but at the same time, also very stupid. So your thoughts, smart. It's it's one or the other, right? Smarter than everyone else, dumber than everyone else. Where do you where do you come out on Michigan? smarter because before they uh hired this wild ass coach who was just incognito on different sidelines which is Super honestly the best thing i've ever seen in my life they hadn't beaten ohio state since rihanna's we found love was number one in the country <laughs> so smart smarter than everyone else hey listen you can cheat if you you can listen cheating's bad don't cheat but i'll tell you this you know how nice it was for Michigan fans to beat Ohio State? Can't take those memories back. Don't matter if you cheat or not. Can't take those back. It's true. It's true. I've always thought that with like, uh, you know, when they they vacate wins from programs, it's like, well, right. if it's five, ten years later, okay, I went to the game. I had fun. It was a blast. Like, that, you can't tell me that game didn't happen. I was there. Um, so, yeah, totally agree with that. Um. I've struggled with that, with this like smart or dumb thing, because from what I understand, like you're hearing now that really everybody in college football steals signs. Like it's, it's, it's part of the deal. That's why if you watch on TV, you'll see like uh, the coaches or, or like backup quarterbacks, like holding up cards with all these different symbols on them. And like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll also have people like holding up tarps to try and prevent the TV cameras from being able to see what they're signaling. Like, because they know people will steal signals. So um, 
that 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 is like well smart because everybody else is doing it but like is it dumb because you went to like lengths that were so unbelievable that now like everybody ratted on you because you're the worst of the worst um but where i landed i think is that they're dumber because um i like i don't know and i guess for the people listening i don't know how many details people know about this but like this this coach, this guy, Connor Stallions, um, apparently had like a 550-page manifesto about Michigan football. Legend. And I'm just going to tell you that like nothing ever that I'm aware of has been like has had good come from it from somebody that had any type of manifesto. So like you can't I don't think you can put you can't put them in a smarter category because you got to find a less a less obvious guy. Okay. And now you got the manifesto thing. And now there's like these pictures of him on like the central Michigan sideline with like glasses that have a camera in them. And like you can see that like I don't know. I think they're just dumb. I think they went they were they were smart to a point. And then they they went over the manifesto threshold and and they got a lot dumber. That's my opinion. The only manifesto I can get behind is streetlight. And that's that is the only one. You Amen. Know. Amen. Right. Um you're right. This the story behind this kid is fascinating. He like is just this crazy super fan. He wrote this manifesto, and I guess they just kind of put him on the staff. And he's earned his way up because of what he's done, the lengths that he's gone to. That there's even this there's reports that he's kind of gone rogue to the point that he wants so desperately and so badly to be part of Michigan football. He's willing to do whatever it takes, even if that means sneaking onto a, a Mac football's sideline so you can watch Michigan State, <laughs> who you don't need to steal signs from, by the way. They're terrible. <laughs> OK, um, but I think they are. I think they are smarter than everyone else because everyone's doing it. This kid just, this guy just went to these crazy lengths. And the reason I say they're smarter than everyone else is because it's working. They're winning. Like if Michigan was like winning seven, eight games a year and we found this out, they'd be like, ooh, really? This is the best you can do? Still the lengths you've gone to? So the fact that they've been winning... And beating Ohio State for the first, you know, the last two games, um, finally, makes me kind of think that they're just better at it than everybody else. They just happen to get caught, and uh, that's that's been the big that's been the big thing here is that they just got caught doing it worse than anybody else has got caught doing it before. But like maybe we can put an end to this charade and finally say, let's put headphones in quarterbacks' helmets, and then there's no more of no more of this. In the sideline, which it's purple hat today, and I'm the one giving you the signals. You got to watch purple hat, purple hat, purple hat. Like, why are we doing this still? Why? We could end this problem very easily. We'd probably eliminate a couple jobs. Um, but purple hat's not going to be happy. Purple hat's not going to be happy. He's going to have to find something else to do. He can be Jimbo Fisher's ball boy somewhere else. But <laughs> that's all I, I need. You... Put the radio in the helmet. Uh huh. And how's that going to be transmitted? Through Wi-Fi, which means Michigan's just gonna hire a hacker. Good, which I'm I sure. Wanna, manifesto, I want to hear about that. Manifesto guy is gonna hack into people's helmets, <laughs> and then we're that. gonna have another problem on our hands. So I don't know what you do, but like, I guess yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't know what you do, but I think people are gonna be hacking into helmets, and that's gonna be the next <laughs> scandal in college football as soon as that happens. 
Well, that's the other thing. Do you do you do you care? Do you care about this at all? It's like the number one story right now. But do you, as a casual football fan, not a Big Ten school, not a Michigan fan, even like, do you care about this at all? That they're stealing signs the way they are. When this story broke, I got like excited about it because it's just like adding to the reality show, right? Yeah. And I kind of like bad things happening to big programs. So like I care about it from that standpoint, but like, no, I'm not offended by it. I'm not like calling for justice. <laughs> I don't really care, you know, but I think it's hilarious. Chris has a hard out. We got to finish this. He's got oh, a march yeah. to get to for Michigan against Michigan football. You got to, <laughs> you got to march. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I, I like, I just find it hilarious. Like, I find it all funny. And I also, on the other hand, I'm just like, why can't one of my teams do this? Like, the Astros <laughs> cheated. Hey, Pirates, what you been doing? Why aren't you cheating? Like, <laughs> right. Patriots cheated. They, like, the Browns had Bill Belichick at one time. Why didn't you cheat with us, dude? Like, <laughs> cheat. Like, West Virginia, what are you doing down there? Cheat. It's, I know there's somebody who has a West Virginia manifesto written somewhere who wants to go on the sidelines of whoever the hell. And just I don't know, like one of Scout Duquesne games or something, wearing Duquesne <laughs> uniform. I don't freaking know. Like one of my, I just want one of my teams to cheat and win, and I'll be so happy. Like Siobhan is so happy to be a Patriots fan. So happy. <laughs> yeah, to your point, Chris. What do you get? Yeah, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Vacate the wins. Oh, we were there. We saw it when the game gets played on ESPN Classic. Was you gonna just have like a thing on the bottom? Go. This game actually was uh, retracted after the yeah, you know after three years later an investigation. I saw the game. We know right. how it ended. The players were there. We saw it. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I like. Sorry. Reggie Bush won the Heisman. Like I don't. Care. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody agrees he was the yes. best player. Yeah. yeah. Because what he gives back. They're just gonna black out the screen whenever like that big run in the Fresno State game happens. That's like yeah, now right. legendary, that you where he like fakes the behind the back or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like no, they're just gonna bar the, the bars are gonna come down on the screen. Be like, nope, this didn't happen, guys. Just want to let you know. Every time he touches the ball, that's when like Kevin Nagandi pops in. He's like, we need to move further along in this game, and then they, <laughs> and then they just go forward. Yeah, sorry, don't care. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, Chris, transfer story. Go. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this kid uh, plays at NC State. His name is MJ Morris. He's a quarterback. Now, what you need to know, background information, NC State, mid-tier program. Okay. If you know nothing about college football, mid-tier program. Uh, They had a transfer come in named Brennan Armstrong, who had previously been like one of the more efficient highlight reel quarterbacks in college football. Brennan Armstrong comes there, really high expectations. He doesn't end up delivering. And so he actually gets replaced by this kid, MJ Morris. MJ Morris comes in, balls out for three games, beats like Miami Clemson and somebody else, and then approaches the fourth game. And now more background information. If you're not familiar with college football, you can play four games without burning a red shirt. If you play a fifth game, then that means you lose a year of eligibility to play college football. That's what that means. So this kid, if he would have played one more game, he would have lost a year of eligibility. So what did he do? He's riding high as the starting quarterback, beating all these teams. He said, I'm not playing anymore. And the the assumption by everybody is this kid did like a four-game audition at NC State 
it went really well. And now he is convinced he is going to have greener pastures in the transfer portal and can just go play somewhere else next year at a bigger school, which he probably will do um, because that's how college football works. You can just transfer whenever you want. Um, yeah. Like you saw it from me, Didi on Twitter, because like, it's just to me, another example of like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be a fan of college football. Like how, how <laughs> it's so frustrating. The same kind of thing happened at Pitt. Jordan Addison was th- literally the best wide receiver in college football. He won that award. And then the next year, right before uh, spring camp started, he said, oh, I'm I'm not going to play here anymore. And he went out to USC for a season. Like, it just drives me crazy. The Jordan Addison thing is way different, though. Well, there's tampering involved. Somebody like somebody was like, hey, Jordan, you want to come out to L.A. for your last year of college? Who's saying no to that? Nobody. So I have no problem with that. This is weird. This whole thing is weird that somebody would just be like, I'm going to play a few games and then I'm just that's it. I'm going to go somewhere else. And I it it worries me because we are fans of mid-tier programs. Yeah, We are fans of what I like to call every four-year schools. We hope every four years we have a shot at doing something special. And that's the worrisome thing for me is that, like, West Virginia gets some, like, hotshot quarterback who plays, like, three really good games or four really good games, and all of a sudden Notre Dame wants him to come there. And then he's just like, "Mm, I'm going to take my red shirt, and I'm done. Because that's a scary part. It's with the mid-tier programs where there's always something bigger. And all it takes is somebody, you know, to just say, hey, like, you know, Penn State's calling, you know, whoever's calling. And it's like, I don't know. I hope this doesn't become a thing. But I'm I'm nervous just because it did happen. This Now it's happened. It's going to, like, happen a lot. I'm nervous about that. Yeah, and now that you add NIL into the tw- into the means, you know, it just completely changes it. Where it's not only now you can transfer without having to sit out a year, but now there's money involved, so it opens up even more possibilities for those bigger programs to come in and snatch a player uh, just like this before he gets to that fifth game. It's like whoa, 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 friend. Let's save that year of eligibility so you can come play here for four years or three years or whatever it is. And it's, it is, it's only going to, you know, make that separation grow between those top tier programs and the mid tier programs. I, yeah, I hope it doesn't become a trend. You know, the, the NCAA is basically powerless as they are right now. Would, would almost need to come in and find a way where they say, you can't enable your red shirt, right? We talk about burning a red shirt, but you can't like decide after midway point in the season, like there's no more red shirt. Like you can't, I don't care if your first like a game trade was deadline. game six. Yeah. Like, I don't care if your first game was game six. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But you can't decide this late into a season. Yeah. Like a deadline. You've got to decide pre deadline of when you're going to elect to use your, your red shirt. Um, but You can't really blame him, I guess. The kid. No, right? I, I, He's going to go I, off and probably play somewhere and be successful. Yeah. Um, it's just opening up a scary precedent, I suppose. 
Yeah, I don't blame the kids because the system that's in place allows them to do this. So you have to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, and it had been a- it had been broken for so many years prior to it, right? Where a coach leaves freely and then you're stuck at that school, you can transfer, but you got to sit out a year somewhere else. But it's almost overcompensation now. Right. Now college football is like every year is free agency, but it's not only free agency in the offseason, it's free agency during the season. Yeah. It's kind of unsustainable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's yeah, it's very weird, but it sucks because like if the NCAA, you know, years and years ago would have just been like we're going to pay the players. We wouldn't be in this problem. We wouldn't have this yeah. problem because yeah. that's kind of the issue. It's like it just it went as far as it could go. And now it's chaos and there's no way they don't have control over it, you know, because it's like I see what this kid did. And I'm like, that sucks for anybody who played on his team. But then yeah. like for him, it's like you guys didn't want me to be the starter anyway. So like, I, I don't know. Like it's Yeah. And listening to the coach, he was just like babbling. Like he was just like, he didn't really know what to say. He was just like, uh, you know, we, we didn't think well, we're just going to move forward. I don't know if that's the decision I would have made. But, uh, I'm not. He was just whatever. But yeah, crazy story. But I'm I'm nervous. Nervous. Yeah. What it means. All right. Yeah. Uh, So let's get to this in-season tournament thing. The NBA in-season tournament is happening right now. There's rumors that the NHL is going to be next. Have you guys paid any attention to anything in the in-season tournament at all? No, because it's a stupid idea. I it's this stupid. Is, honestly, I've not even heard of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you happen to be scrolling through ESPN or TNT and you see a very weird court or you're on social media and you see like a very weird looking basketball court Mm -hmm. that means an in-season tournament game is happening the courts are so bad that it's hard to watch them on tv like (laughs) like they're it's insane there's all these colors all over it it's just like half the court is black half the court is green it's insane but anyways i i hate the in-season tournament i think it's dumb because all it is is them trying to like They're trying to make people care about 82 games when everyone knows there shouldn't be 82 games. So this is their way of trying because they're not going to get rid of the games. It's too much money. But like they're trying to get you to care about 82 games. And I'm like, no, I'm never going to care about 82 games ever. No. Yeah, that's what I don't get. It's like they're yeah, they want you to care about these regular season games. They want the players to care more about regular season games. Right. They don't want them sitting out. Um, you know, there's these, these more rules, more and more rules in place, particularly in the NBA with uh, star players sitting out, right? They don't want them. They don't want them to do that. So it's more incentive because the players get at the end of the day, the players get paid the winning team and the runner and the runner up, they get paid. I think it's like $500,000 for the winning and two fifty for the second place team. Like there's serious prizes on the line, but like, do we need more reasons to pay people to just do their jobs? That does nothing for me. Like as a fan, I'm I'm not you're so you're gonna win some meaningless championship in the middle of the season, and that means they're gonna get more money. Like I, what do I? Why do I care? Yeah, that's another reason why I just don't I don't care. And also, like when you look at contracts in the NBA, they're insane. So I mean, maybe the dude who's the fifteenth man on the bench, he cares about that five hundred grand for sure. But I'm like. Fuck does LeBron care about five hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, like, I, 
so people, people don't even care about like who like you know like hockey the president's trophy goes to the team that has the best record like people don't even care about that anymore and that's like for the whole regular season yeah. <laughs> right and this is some yeah just made up in-season thing i hope the nhl doesn't follow suit right now it doesn't look like they are but they are definitely rumored to be considering it you know like do something good for once and make this where each player wins that amount but they it's donated to charity do something like that where at least money's go because they're still getting the ad money that money's still coming in the same way but instead of distributing it to the players do something good with it for once instead of paying jimbo fisher 76 million dollars to set on his ass you know what I mean? Like these are it's, it's so dumb that we need we need that much more competition within a regular season that we need to have like a mini like there's a trophy. Why is there a trophy? No trophies. This is a participation trophy. We don't need one. It's dumb. No one will ever remember these in in season regular season champions. No one will ever remember them. But Dan, they do it in soccer though. In soccer oh. they do this. So it's definitely going to catch on. Just give it a few years. It's going to matter. Yeah. They do it in soccer. Anytime someone says they do it in soccer, I want to punch them in the face. It's like, that's why they shouldn't do it here because nobody gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm the most American when someone mentions something they do in soccer and tries to say they should do it this way. Relegation. Yeah. You know what they should do? If this is the NHL and the NBA, what they should do is switch sports. You switch sports into a midseason tournament. All right. So the, the hockey players are playing basketball. The basketball players are playing hockey. That I would watch every second of. Give me a mini tournament of that. Let's go. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. We're trying to help here. That's all we're trying to do. <laughs> but now I'm just thinking about LeBron on the ice. So I love it. I've been asking like for that for like five years. I've been asking for that. Yeah. Like, my god all right well uh let's get into music boys um so i'm gonna start here because my daughter gave me her picks this week so we're gonna start with that let's go oh and you're gonna be you might be surprised by some of the picks all right so from paw patrol the mighty movie soundtrack black bear nope black bear Uh friend uh, yeah black bear friend of the brunch breakdown and mckenna grace have a song called called bark to the beat putting that on the playlist this week yeah you lost me. <laughs> Mark to the beat. Okay. Then uh for my first pick, I want to put uh who let the dogs out as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just uh, uh, let's just keep going. Um <laughs> I uh, <laughs> please been wanting to talk about this one for a little while. Knuckle Puck put out a brand new album called Losing What We Love. Um, and I'm going to put the song a new beginning on it because it's the first song of the album. That's what I like to do so that you listen to the entire album. Um, but, uh, first album out, I can't, it's been like three or four years since they put out an album. Um, and one of my all time favorite bands. So super pumped about that. I like it. Um, my first one is from a uh, well-known band called orange drink and frustrated is the name of the single. Uh, but no, I'm going to go with, uh, AJR. They just released their new album called the maybe man. Uh, got some recommend recognizable singles, uh, on there. Uh, but I'm going to put on inertia kind of one that sits right in the middle there. Uh, and it just kind of stuck out to me. So it's, it's a little bit different. And they also announced a, a huge arena tour next year, huge. which is crazy for them and good for those guys. Um, so, and they're, they're really, really fantastic to see live. So check them out in a uh, city near you if you can, but, uh, inertia. 
by AJR. Nice. All right. Second one here uh, from the Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack. Which Jim Carrey's in that movie. Very weird. Anyways, Speed Me Up by Wiz Khalifa, Sway Lee, and Ty Dolla Sign. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, indeed. Taking you on a journey. This Listen, I asked her what songs. She she told me them. So Wiz is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, my... <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough time uh my second one is also going to be from knuckle puck because they put out a new album uh and it's 2023 it made me realize that i discovered them 10 years ago in 2013 with their ep the weight that you buried uh song no good on that ep um you know listening i listened back to that over the past week and realized uh I'm way happier than I used to be because like this, <laughs> this EP used to re- resonate with me uh, a lot because there's a lot of anger in it. Now I'm just like, I'm not getting much from this, but I still love that song. So we're going to put it on the playlist. Um, But yeah, happier guy. Great song. Good oldies. I'm, Three WS. I'm, I'm making a note of this because that's a fun topic. Oh man. We got deep. There. That's a Holy fun cow. topic. Emotional. Holy That's cow. a fun topic because, uh, yeah, music that like you just can't relate to anymore doesn't mean it's not good. You're just like, mm. whoa, this. Okay, I'm just not in that place in my life anymore. Yeah, That's a good topic. I like that. That's a fun one. All yeah. right, good. Uh, next one up for me, uh, Sigrid. Yeah, I'm doing it. Putting her back on the playlist. Got another single out uh, to complete the EP. Single's called Wanted It To Be You. The EP is called The Hype. Um, and I do. I have a lot of hype around this ep it's another really catchy upbeat pop song please 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 can we please get her in the united states for a tour Didi, i know you know a lot of people <laughs> please make this happen it's been far too long sigrid come home girl i know it's not your home but like your boys home please oh man all right uh last one from uh the trolls world tour soundtrack new trolls movie comes out next week kids already got tickets uh but this one is from the last movie. Don't slack. Justin Timberlake and Anderson Pop. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have heard the Trolls soundtrack uh, features only the greatest. So I'm excited to, to hear about how that that new NSYNC song hits in theaters. You got to let us know. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, since. I was going back in time this past week with bands that I connected with in 2013. At the same time that I found Knuckle Puck, I also found a band called Seaway from Canada. Um, Absolutely love that band. And I found them when they put their album Hoser out in 2013. Uh, I really love the song Keep Your Stick on the Ice, which is a catchy song and also just something good to live by if you're playing hockey or you know if you're just living life. Be aware what's going on around you. Uh, it's a metaphor, boys. It's pretty deep for pop punk, but we're going to throw that one on there. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this time travel like with that. Chris. I like that. Yeah, good, and good advice for those. This week. Good advice for those NBA players when they play in the in-season hockey tournament next year. Keep your <laughs> stick, stick on the, on the ice. ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right, last one for me is from Cannons. Uh, they just released their album, uh, heartbeat highway and i'm gonna put that it's the the title track uh, on the playlist this week 
Um, they're kind of their song "Fire for You" really blew them up a couple of years ago. They've released a lot of great music since then. Um, this album's really good, kind of like spacey dream pop. Uh, if you're into that, they're not only you know growing in popularity, but I think musically they really have too, as they've released uh, more music over the past few years. So uh, check out Cannons, uh, Heartbeat Highway. Nice, and that is the sounds of brunch. What a roller coaster we're taking you on this week. This is a fun one, but that's the reason why you gotta go listen to the playlist on Spotify. Tell Siri, tell Alexa to play the sounds of brunch, boys. End of the episode. Sports brunch always fun. Any final thoughts? Nothing there, Chris. You got what you wish you got. Uh, you know, we talked about being bitter. We 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 zeded. Uh, I talked about fiddlehead refs or nerds i mean there's so much stuff to recap um but at the end of the day i'm not as mad as i used to be and i think that's important and because at one point you were so frustrated you couldn't explain how it was (laughs) and that's the brunch breakdown we're out